This is a Solitaire Media Originals podcast. Hello, welcome to the Galway podcast. This is Fender Jackson. I saw that there is a traditional music festival going on in Clifton this weekend, so I thought I'd check it out. Clifton is about an hour and 20 minutes drive west of Galway, in the heart of Connemara. Connemara is largely a Gaelic or Irish-speaking region, and Clifton would be a small village in that area. Small by Galway standards, Galway city standards, but large in terms of it being a vibrant and very much alive village. I drove recently up through the middle of Ireland and I was amazed at the amount of small villages that are just dying on the vine, it would seem. It looks like maybe Amazon is killing these places, I don't know, online shopping, or maybe people are just moving for their fields, looking for work or other things. So it was refreshing to see a village such as Clifton just really thriving. The drive to Clifton is just breathtaking at times, often at times. You have the dull, earthy landscapes, and I mean dull in a flattering way, which is strange. And then you have the lakes to add more earthy to the earthy tones. And then you have the mountains, and these mountains, they're not big by global standards, but whenever they're placed in these contexts, they look almost like the Rockies in the USA. What was going through my mind a few times was that scene in train spotting. Whenever they go to the countryside and say, it's great being Scottish. And then, well, if you've seen the movie, you know how that scene ends, maybe. But I felt it was a bit unfair to have that comparison because it really it's instilled some level of pride in where I come from. I'm not a big fan of nationalism. I think that the world is for all of us to enjoy. But there is a different connection whenever you see this type of scenery and it reminds you of home. One of the main organisers of the event is Marie Walsh and she is obviously very busy running the event. So I did manage to get a phone call with her and here's what we talked about. This is the Galway Podcast. Hi, Marie. Hello, Fender. Tell me about your festival this weekend. Yes, yeah, so the Clifton Traditional Music Festival takes place this weekend from Thursday the 13th of April until Sunday the 16th um, of April and it's the 12th year of the festival um, and we have an action-packed weekend of the very best of music, song and dance coming up. Tell me about the venues. Yes, we have lots going on. I suppose we start on Thursday and we have our session in Oak Junior Music Session in the Woodfield Hotel at 7 o'clock and then Friday we start early with the Skullworm Marching Band coming down from the local National School and they'll march around the town at 11 o'clock. Then Friday, we also have our official opening concert in the Clifton Station House Theatre at 7 o'clock. That will be performed by Father James Ronane and will feature visiting musicians for the weekend as well as the local cultist branch. Admission is only €5 and under-18s are free. And Friday night continues then with a pub music session trail. And the venues that night at 10 o'clock are Lowry's Bar, Malarkey's and the Woodfield Hotel. That's brilliant. And what about the Saturday? Yeah, Saturday is a very busy day. We, we call it a community or a family day. So we start early with our music workshops at 10 o'clock in the local national school. So there are advanced and intermediate workshops with Fergus Bogue, Button Accordion, Rosie Ferguson Fiddle, Maura Walsh Concertina and Liz Gohan Mixed Instrument Workshop. There are only €10 Euros per person and registration on the day takes place from half nine. Saturday, we continue with the youth element at half one with a very popular busking competition downtown. So singers, musicians and dancers can set up, play outdoors and they will be judged by a guest judge and the winning group will receive a trophy and a prize. Then at two o'clock, if you're feeling energetic, we have the Clifton Tradfest 5K. So you can walk, run, jog. Each finisher will get a medal and times will be timed. And the route is the Sky Road 5K. Saturday, and we also have a session trail running throughout the whole town. 
at half one, there'll be music in Lowry's Bar, three o'clock in Vaughan's, and half four in Griffin's. Also, as you come in from the run, at half two, Peter Carey Jr. will be live on our gig rig outdoor stage from half two with the very best of music and song, with the 5K prize giving also taking place. Saturday night is a big highlight for us. Half seven, gig on the rig with the Blackwater Cady Band making their return performance at Clifton Triad Fest for 2023. Expect a lively performance from the All-Ireland Champions. That's at half seven. The pub music session trail that night then continues and we have musicians in McGrath's Bar, Ravi's Bar and Tom King's. Brilliant. Do you want to talk us about Sunday? Yeah, so Sunday, if we're we're still all going and still full of energy, <laughs> we have a traditional music mass at half eleven in St Joseph's Church, um, and everybody is very welcome uh, to participate in that from half eleven. And then our farewell one for the road session takes place in McGrath's Bar this year, and this will bring the twelfth annual Clifton Trout Fest to a close. What's the weather like? The weather is shining here today now in Clifton and I'm hoping that it's going to stay that way. I suppose we are a little bit weather dependent Friday and Saturday in, in some of our outdoor activities, but we do have backup plans. We don't want to use them, um, but we're very hopeful. Um, and I suppose if it's, if, it's not too, if it's not too wet, we will pr- pursue the outdoor element. Um, but if, if we do have to go indoors, we, we will post that on our social media. Sure. Okay, Marie, thank you for your time. I'm going to walk around Clifton now and uh, talk to some of the people. Brilliant. And as I say, if you'd like to get any further details, if you log on to www.cliftontradfest.ie and everybody is most welcome to Clifton for the weekend. Magic. Thank you very much and best of luck with it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All the best now. All the best. Bye-bye Hey there, what's your name? Uh, my name is John O'Reilly. What's the name of the shop? It's The Bins. The Bins Music and Framing Shop. So you do music, musical instruments and picture frames? Picture frames as well, yeah. I make picture frames to uh, order and stuff like that. Lots of uh, crafts and stuff like that. I also do personalised gifts and uh, bowerons and lots of musical instruments. What's the most popular musical instrument that you sell here? Probably the traditional tin whistle, I suppose. Also, maybe bowrons. Occasionally, you might sell uh, the larger instruments like violins and accordions as well. But uh, generally, the most popular ones would be the whistles and flutes. Do you play yourself? Do I play. I play a little bit on accordion, uh, but accordion. My father used to play, so I play a little bit. Uh, I picked it up from him over the years, and uh, but I wouldn't be. Um, I wouldn't be kind of a professional player. I just just play, just play with a crack during a session and stuff like that. Yeah. And how many sessions are in Clifton a week? Oh, there'd be lots of se- this time of year. From now on, there'd be sessions on every week, as it happens as a traditional festival on this week, this weekend. And uh, but there's lots of um, music on the pubs throughout the throughout the, the summer, in particular. Now in the winter is quieter, but you still have lots of little things on at the weekends. People, local people, play. There's quite a lot of well-known musicians who live here, you know. And what will the festival mean to Clifton? Well, it'll bring extra people in, I suppose, and it gets, uh, obviously, obviously it's a, it increases the revenue and stuff, and also is an outlet for a lot, of the older pe- a lot of the local people who may kind of uh, like to go out and enjoy traditional music and a bit of a session and sing song and stuff like that, you know. First class. Thank you very much, John. Thank you very much, yourself. Indeed, you're welcome. Do you want to play a tune for us before we go? I don't have an accordion with me at the moment. That, that's very handy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. No problem. Thank you very much. Hi, what's your name? Neva. That's an Irish name. Well, it was also a river in Russia. Oh. Oh, it is a river in Russia, so I was named after that. Congratulations. <laughs> what's your name? Mine is Barbara. Bar- as in Barbara Ann? Yes. No. <laughs> what brings you to Clifton? Well, um, we're on a tour um, that ha- started in Dublin, went to Belfast, went to Derry, and is now on the west coast yes, of Ireland. So I always have wanted to come to Ireland, yeah. so here we are. And you know, many people from the United States are at least part Irish. E- even Joe Biden? Especially. Especially Joe yes, Biden. Especially. And Barrio, what's his name? Barrio Barna? 
what do you make of Clifton? Oh, oh I love it. It's exquisite. It is beautiful it's here. So, it's located in the most um, rather magical place that the weather changes all of a sudden on the snap of a finger. And and you never know what to expect. Um, we're loving it. Well, it's it. the ocean. You know, yes. it's the ocean. The magic yeah. of the, the vistas, power. Um, the ruggedness. It's just really beautiful here. Oh. And yeah. where are you going tomorrow? Galway. Galway. You know there's a festival on in, in Clifton tonight? I know the music yeah. festival mm. is starting. What are you looking forward to in Galway? Well, I'm just looking forward to seeing what it is. I mean, yes. you know, I don't really just know what it's like. Absorbing so, the culture yeah. and just keeping our eyes and our hearts open to what we experience. That's the key to Ireland, I think. You've got to make yourself open. People come here and they yeah. close themselves up. They don't get as much out of the, situ- mm-hmm. the situation. Mm. Open yourself up. You'll find, you'll find very interesting conversationalists. <gasps> People. Very interesting experience. People great. are so open and uh, really like to talk with foreign people. Yeah. They're not shut up. Yeah, yeah. You can get to shut up sometimes. I know. That's all that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't meet my father. Okay. All the best. All Thank you. Best. Good luck to you. Okay. Hey there, what's your name? Uh, Stuart, Stuart Connell. Where are we? We're in, uh, in the centre of Clifton, on Market Street, at Clifton Bike Shop. And what does your shop specialise in? Uh, selling bikes and bicycle rentals and tourist information. Yeah, that would cover most, most things. What's your main peak periods? Pretty much from St Patrick's Day onwards through until um, Halloween. You don't sound like you're from here, where are you from? From Manchester, Northern England. What brought you here? Uh, I worked. I worked here back in 2005 for a few, for a few seasons um, on, in Leenan in Killary Harbour. Uh, it's just been a place that's been um, a bit of a home from home for me ever since. So, been meaning to come back and uh, start life here again. You enjoy it here? Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. It's uh, this is home for me now, really. Brilliant. Uh, what does the festival mean for your business? I know it's not your business, but what does the festival mean for your for your work here? Will you be getting more busy or less busy? Oh, absolutely more busy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, any any event that's on in in the middle of Clifton, um, you know, draws a lot of a lot of tourists. People wanting to uh, do a quick bicycle ride out on the Sky Road. Um, you know, it's just a couple of hours out of your day. Um, and probably takes in some of Connemara's best views and best scenery and uh, uh, yeah so generally around any events uh, festival you can guarantee that uh, there's people that are looking to uh, find some activity to do while they're here and cycling tends to be probably one of the most popular things. What do you say to those people who would like to ride bicycles but are thinking of the weather in Ireland? Um, yeah, it's definitely a consideration, something you probably need to bring your, your rain mac for um, and uh, expect that you might, at the start of a sunny day, you might end with a good bit of rain and wind, but uh, it's very changeable here, but uh, certainly, not, certainly not enough to, um, to put anybody off completely. There's very few days of the year where we, uh, where we stop people from riding bicycles out here due to their safety or... Uh, uh, the, wind, the weather conditions so um, so yeah, yeah I think I shouldn't let that put anybody off it's uh, it's never too cold here that's one good thing good man okay I see you're all busy so I'll let you get back to your work cheers now pleasure thanks <laughs> yeah yeah you came in with a good bit of rustling there in the middle of the <laughs> did you did you wear a tattoo and why August can tell you towered? It's Michelle Katie Hunwan, August Now I'm going to switch to Berla because I've exhausted all my Gaelic. Yeah? So where am I? I know you said it, but say, say it again. Uh, you're in the Woodfield Hotel in Clifton. And what do you do here? I'm a waitress. 
what's happening here tonight. So I know it's going to be going out tomorrow. So what, what, what happened last night? We are hosting a junior uh, musicians kind of session night for part of the uh, Clifton Trout Festival. And yeah, that's about it. What type of musicians are we going to expect here? What type of instruments? Uh, accordion, tin whistle, maybe the banjo, the ballroom, uh, everything, every kind of instrument you can think of could be played. And a little birdie tells me that you're very good at rinka, at dancing. Yeah, I do the odd step from time to time when I have uh, the time on my hands. Yeah, it's good to get out and meet people. What style of dancing do you do? Uh, Shano's dancing. What's led to the rejuvenation of Shano's dancing? Uh, I think it's part of our culture and a lot of people are more uh, vigilant and stuff about how to keep the culture going. And I think they just want to have a bit of fun together and the music's nice and lively. So. And where do you learn your dancing? I learn my dancing at home. I'm from a village in Rosmok, and I, my teachers were Roshan Yuani, and then I had a teacher, and he's from Leshamore, and his name's Ruan Ofaharsa, so they're my teachers. And you enter competitions? Yeah, I was lucky enough, I got second place this year at Nasauna down in Clarity, so that was great fun, and it was a great weekend. And I participate in the flat as well from time to time. And will there be dancing events on this weekend in Clifton? Yeah, there should be. I'd say there'll be a few dancer, dancers around town, so wherever they hear the music, I'm sure they'll be out dancing. Will you be out dancing? Maybe tonight. You never know. I might go. might do a few steps. I didn't bring my shoes, though. I forgot. It'll be all, it'll be all good. I'll get shoes from somewhere. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Go on, Hi, what's your name and where do you work? Hi, I'm Sinead um, from Asher Sullivan's Auctioneers in Clifton, um, here on the square. Um, enjoying this beautiful sunny day and driving around Connemara trying to sell some properties. Tell me what the property market is like in Clifton at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's good. I have to say it's strong. Um, we, we, I suppose we sell mostly to holiday homemakers. Um, um, the people who come here, and especially since COVID, I suppose they've realised what we have here in terms of space and fresh air and, and scenery. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's been it's been good. Yeah. And who's your typical client? Um, we suppose I suppose mainly the Dublin buyers, um, but we've noticed now that the Americans are are, are looking again at, at at properties, especially the last few days. Maybe they're here following Biden over. Um, but um, yeah, the, the the Irish buyers are is our main buyer from um, from from Dublin, really. And how does the market compare in Clifton to Galway City? Well, I suppose I haven't worked in Goy City. Goy City, you'd have a professional um, and you'd have a student um, cohort. So, you know, it's, it's going to be quite a lot of investment properties in, in, in Goy and people buying for the main family residences. Um, here, it, it is quite a lot of holiday, holiday homes. Uh, what what know, type of price are you looking at in, in Clifton? In Clifton, yeah, on average, you're looking at 350000 400000 for for a three, three, four bed for a standalone house. Um, an apartment, like a two bed apartment, you could you could you could get one from one eighty to two fifty. So a nice investment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. I'll just go to the car and get myself some cash now. I'll be yes, back in two minutes. Finally, get one free today. <laughs> oh great! <laughs> <laughs> just just now. Thank you, Sinead. What's your name? Uh, Owen. Where are you from, Owen? Uh, from Belfast. Why are you in Clifton? Um, I just came down. I've got a week off work for Easter, so I just came down for a few nights camping. Decided to come down here and spend a few nights. By yourself? By myself, yeah. yeah. And what's the, what's the draw to this part of the world? Um, I came down here, well, just on the west coast of Ireland. I came down here to do a bit of surfing. Well, it's not been great for surfing, but I do a bit of free diving as well. So, I mean, I just came down to sort of see Connemara. I've spent time in Sligo, but I've not spent a lot of time here. So it's kind of like a new place that I wanted to come and check out. So that's why I ended up coming down here. What is free diving? Free diving is, I mean, well, people know what scuba diving is, where you go down with tanks. Free diving is basically like, it's like snorkeling, except you hold your breath and you go deeper. 
So it's kind of like snorkeling, you spend a lot of time on the surface. If you're free diving, you've got like a weight belt on the same way you would for scuba diving, and you just take one deep breath at the surface and go down as deep as you're comfortable for as long as you're comfortable, really. What depth do you get to? Well, it depends how long you've been doing it and how good you get at it, but, I mean, in Ireland, I'd probably be about 10, 15 metres, like. How long are you down there? Uh, You can be down there for a minute, minute and a half, you know. If people are very good at it, I know people who go to 30, 40 metres, like. In in Ireland? In Ireland, yeah. How long are they down for? A couple of minutes, three minutes, yeah. Yeah, we're not talking much about lifting, but it's very gripping. <laughs> well, I'm heading up to... So I'm standing on a campsite outside of Clifton, which is handy. And then tomorrow I'm heading up to Clary Ford. And my mates told me there's a place where you can get scallops up there if you're diving for them, so... That's where you're headed? That's where I'm headed, I. Make sure you're aware that there is a festival on this weekend. There'll be trad music all over the place as well. See, if I if I hadn't known that, I probably would have stayed down an extra night or two, like, because I was hoping there would be a wee bit of trad or something on in the town when I was about. There's an event on in Woodfield Hotel tonight, down there, at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock? That's yeah. good to know, mate. That's good to know. Cheers! Do you miss a loved one that's passed on? Perhaps you miss their voice or their mannerisms. Perhaps you have questions that remain unanswered. Don't let that happen to your children or grandchildren. At Salt Hill Media, we can record your life story or that of a loved one for future generations. So when someone asks, hey, what was granny like? Or what was granddad like? You can point them to an interview and say, you tell me. We can tailor an interview to be as long or as short as you want it to be. All with professional recording equipment and post-production. You may think that your life is not worth documenting. Well, not according to your children or grandchildren. Record that life story before it's too late. Email salthillmedia at gmail.com or go to salthillmedia.com for more information. This is the Galway Podcast. Hi, what's your name and where are we? My name is Shane Regan and it's EJ King's Bar and Restaurant on the Square in Clifton. So what involvement will this venue have for the festival? Well, Clifton, in Clifton, uh, EJ's has probably the best stand. It's on the corner of the Market Square. Um, the gig rig is outside the door on, on Saturday night, so I suppose it's kind of a meeting point for a lot of the, the people that are interested in the in the trad music scene. So we also have trad music on, on the nights in question, Friday, Saturday and Sunday night. So, yeah. And are you having music inside as well? Yeah, we'll have music inside, and obviously, the weather permitting, the music will be outside as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a great spot, as you can see today. It's a lovely day outside, and please God, we can get a bit of good weather on Saturday to, to keep the festival going inside and out. Do you play yourself? No, I don't, no. I play the taps in there. <laughs> <laughs> and what type of numbers are you expecting here this year? Um, I suppose, look, we have a really big bar here, so I'm just a couple of hundred people, I'm short thousands, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of new, to, I'm the manager only the last five weeks, so I'm kind of new to it. But look at it shaping up, I think, to be a good weekend. Good man. Okay, thank Perfect. you very much. Now. Thank Cheers you. Cheers. Nice to meet you, thank you. Bye, guys, thank you. Hi there, what's your name and where are you from? I'm Bob and my wife Marion and we're from Chicago. Is he correct? Uh, yeah, close <laughs> enough to Chicago. Rockford. Rockford, Rockford Illinois. Illinois. Which, which is, is about an uh, hour and a half west of Chicago. Why are you in Clifton today? Uh, because we're not in France. <laughs> Why are we supposed to be in France? Because um, we had made the vacation plans about a year ago and 10 days here and 10 days in France 10 days in Ireland I should say and 10 days in France and we decided not to go to France <laughs> why? <laughs> because of the pro- protests okay so just for safety yeah, yeah safety and you know who knows when they're going to shut down the highway or close yeah. the airport or I mean, like the idea the that we'll do three weeks here and then in a year or two we'll go to France and we'll do three weeks there 
depends on kind of what we've done when we've come to Europe. We usually do three weeks. And why specifically are you in Clifton? Because we went to the Abbey and our our inn is close to here. Yeah, we've been we've been kind of staying on the whole Wild Atlantic Way and the West yeah. Coast, up and down the West Coast, and uh, Clifton and Connemara National Park and mm-hmm. pretty area, mm-hmm. water. And you were here for one day. One day. Yeah. One night here. And so we leave tomorrow. We were in Westport last night, and we've been all around the west side. West Coast. Where are you going tomorrow? Chum. Chum. Chum, yeah. Chum. Chum. Yeah. Chum. Are, you, are you going to Galway at all? We were in Galway uh, four days ago. Yeah. We spent we a day, day in Galway. And, yeah. and, uh, what, what was it? What was the highlight uh, for you in Galway? We weren't. We weren't really really highlighted by anything. No. <laughs> it was all it was all highlighted. Like it was it was very like crowded. The small towns better. Okay. We're more comfortable. I'm mean, not comfortable, but I mean more. These, uh, yeah. Well, we were there on Easter Saturday, yeah. and the mall, the downtown mall, was just packed. Yeah. It was very crowded, and, yeah. and uh, I don't know, there wasn't a whole lot of, it wasn't as good ambiance as this, you don't just sit around like this, we like this. Wonderful. Okay, well, thank you very much, and I uh, hope you have a great time for the rest of your time here. I look, we are, and, and I hope France is as good whatever you get there. Well, yeah, we'll go there in a couple of years when yeah, things settle down. travel and for work all the time. So. We like, we like we to like go it. to France. We'll oh, just go when it's more settled. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hi there. What's your name and where am I? Uh, Jonathan Daly. You are on Main Street in Clifton. County Galway, Connemara. What's the name of the shop? Uh, O'Dolly Jewellers, um, family business that established in 1973 by my mother and father. Um, first started crafting jewellery at home and selling it at the Goa Market and the Cliffs of Moher. So very humble beginnings and a lot of hard work to get to where we are today. And where are you today? Uh, in the workshop. In No, no, in, in, in terms of oh. how is business going? Um, I suppose it's, you know, great to be open full time again after the pandemic. Very uh, challenging times for any small business in rural Ireland, I suppose. So thankfully we have an online presence. Been um, selling online since 1999, actually. Uh, So that was the third time I redid a website, our website, uh, during the pandemic. Because it's quite a time-consuming thing to do. But um, yeah, we send jewellery all over the world from California to New Zealand. And um, we have a small shop at the Cliffs of Moher as well. Oh, so that's probably the main window for your shop in the Cliffs of Moher? Well, there'll be a lot of footfall there, but it's a very small shop. So we have the workshop here behind me, as you can see. So it's a full open plan workshop where people get to see us making jewellery. There's another goldsmith, Jimmy, and my dad sometimes is here. Um, Kind of retired though, really, but pops in every once in a while to, yeah check on things and um, so yeah a lot of jewellers don't give people the the experience of seeing the open plan workshop these days it's kind of like you know all hidden or a lot of craft shops they just buy wholesale jewellery so um, yeah we can be a bit more unique so people will see that by the jewellery in the shop What's your biggest selling item? Um, I suppose we get tourists from Germany France Canada America you know it's they all have different tastes so like we have organic sea life sea inspired jewelry we have obviously celtic jewelry um we have a whole tower there behind you of Mar- connemar marble uh, set in jewelry um obviously the clad ring we have that in silver uh, gold with yellow or white gold with sapphires diamond ruby um and there's a vintage collection there's, yeah, like Children of Lear, we, we, we work off a lot of, um, inspired by a lot of pieces in the National History Museum. So a lot of artifacts, you know, some going back to the early 4th century BC, uh, Latin art, um, and yeah, we have a Viking collection, you know, with Thor's hammer, axes. So there's really, it's a lot, something for everyone, nearly everyone. <laughs> Tell me this, pretend I had a wedding ring, could I turn it into a guitar pick? Um, I suppose in theory, but really, you'd be better off making that from sheet gold. You know, like to to melt it down into. It mightn't come out exactly how you think because you got to melt it into 
flat and really you'd be better off making it from sheet sheet gold or sheet silver you know really okay I'll... I have turned like wedding rings into pendants though before like because sometimes it's nice to keep the original state but put a different twist on it so imagine a plain wedding band if you file the sides of it it looks a bit chunkier and then I if you're looking at it from the side I set a imagine a little round wire coming up from the bottom section and then a little sapphire kind of just kind of float looks like it's almost floating there and that was someone's mother's wedding ring turned into a pendant so it meant a lot mm-hmm. you know and that's like that's my late mother's um ring and her her mother's ring so you know just it means a lot to people that have lost someone to have it close to them you know mm-hmm. and it's in original format almost as nice you know? very nice thank you for your time and good luck to you yeah all the best enjoy the festival Hey there, what's your name and what's the name of this store? Uh, my name is Cora Gibbons and we're in the Clifton Bookshop in Clifton right now. What do you sell in the shop? We sell books, we sell art materials, we sell stationery of all sorts, um, we sell maps, guides. What else do we sell? That's that's pretty much it. Oh, Julie Donaldson. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I had dinner with Julie Donaldson. Oh, no way. Yeah. She, we sell loads of her books. Yeah. Absolutely, loads of them. A friend of mine, he went to university with Julia, mm-hmm. and I ended up being invited along with Julia yeah. to sit down and have a meal. And um, it's really entertaining. She's a lovely woman. Yeah, yeah. She can't switch off, though. She's constantly making up rhymes. <laughs> so tell me, who's your main clients coming into the store? Um, it definitely depends on the time of year. Right now, we're really entering the huge tour season that we get from about. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day is kind of the kickoff of the season. Um, we get a lot of tours, so we got a lot of people looking for local interest books, Connemara, books about surrounding villages, stuff like that. Um, but other than that, uh, our clientele is really just the avid reader. Um, but yeah, we're definitely in the tour season right now, for sure. And the business is going well. I can see there's got a lot of stock on the shelves. Yes, um, we do do a nice business. Um I think this year is 26 years in operation. So we have a lot of uh, very good, like local people who are very diligent. They come and they buy their books with us, which we appreciate. Um, but also, as I said, the the tourists who who are new tourists, but also that come every year to the shop, um, they really support us and we appreciate it for sure. It's amazing. I drove from Galway up to Derry last week mm-hmm. and um, the, the amount of ta- the amount of towns that I pass through that are just dead, yeah. you know, like one shop, not even a bar anymore. Yeah, yeah. So why do you think Clifton is thriving? Um, definitely the location. Um, beautiful scenery, beautiful beaches, beautiful mountains. That's what draws people. And then because the town is so vibrant and has so many fantastic facilities, people stay, you know, even people stay to live here. I have lots of friends who are not from Ireland, not even Ireland, and they have lived here for many years. What does the festival mean to you this weekend? Um, Some crack, a bit of crack, a bit of fun, a bit of um, excitement, I guess. Do you play music? No. Do you dance? No. You read? Yes. Do you write? Uh, yes, but tentatively, yes. When can we expect your book on the shelf? <laughs> um, 5023? 1523? Yeah, oh, 5023. Oh, f- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Meaning never. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure that won't happen. Yeah. It'll happen sooner than that, I hope. Yeah. Okay, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I wasn't so painful, was it? <laughs> Hi there. Who are you and what's the name of this shop? Hi, my name is Gavin Lavelle and I run this shop called the Lavelle Art Gallery with my wife, Debbie Watkins. And we've been here since 1995. What do you sell? Uh, we sell original works of art, and that means in a small gallery that generally tends to mean paintings. Although my wife is a ceramicist and she makes uh, ceramic pieces that she sells freestanding or she frames them. So she kind of uses the ceramics as just another sort of sculptural tactile medium. I'm a painter. I use mixed media, acrylic, collage, 
And we run the gallery really on the basis that we we need about 30 different artists at one time just to keep everything going. Um, it's like a bookstore. You can't just sell one or two authors that would be the best sellers. You keep everything um, fairly balanced. So there's artworks here for from 10,000 euros down to smaller pieces for about 120 or so. Um, it's mostly Irish. You don't see them as tourists. They don't really see them as that. But they're the people who are here every weekend throughout the year and seven days a week throughout the summer. So it's funny, a lot of people think that uh, this is somehow supported entirely by Americans. Only in the movies. I've, I've, we had a few years where it was in the 90s, but um, gosh, it seems like a long time ago, but foot and mouth and 9-11 sort of changed the market. The market changes every couple of years, either it's a recession or a currency or COVID. There's no two years have been the same. That's what keeps it interesting. Tell me about the styles that you have. Well, the uh, the coin of the realm here is 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 kind of landscapes. Uh, now that sounds kind of, you know, pretty um, like there's a there's a it's a well travelled path here. So a lot of uh, I suppose whatever landscapes live in the imagination of Irish people, and to that, in certainly in painting terms, often means people like Paul Henry, Jack B. Yeats, uh, James Homer Craig, Morris Wilkes. But they're the kind of the the classic sort of canon of of landscape painters that you will see in the National Gallery and you'd see a lot of prints and posters. There are most of my, and, and I mean, th those artists, even in print form, they're quite expensive. I deal with living artists who, who can provide me with good work and who are working out of this area. They don't have to live here. They don't have to be from here. I'm kind of a hybrid myself. There's a lot of people living here who are second gener generation people whose parents left, like myself, are people who um, came down here and just gradually loved it so much that they you know, cashed in whatever, wherever else they were living and moved down here. So, you know, most of my painters are Irish. Uh, they paint in a, in a mixture of plain air styles, which means, you know, standing out there in the open air painting, which is great fun. If that's your thing. Or a lot of them are studio artists. They're older. They're, you know, artists of studios because you need to sort of refine your, your work. Uh, you need to sort of take time. You need to present it well. Framing is very important. Uh, pricing is something that people are quite sensitive to. So as I said, we've quite a range of prices. So um, yeah, it works. There's a good balance. The weather is a good balance here. If it's too sunny, people clear off. If it's wet, everyone stays in town, but they're not having a good, a good time. So, you know, we run about a seven or eight month season. And after that, you get kind of get most of your life back and you can sort of breathe again. But um, it's a good place to do business. It's a good place to be. People are very nice here. The, the townsfolk's just, they're very accepting. So here's a scenario. I'm Joe Public. I want a piece of original art in my home. What's your advice to me? I don't know much about art, but I want some, I want something that's really going to lift my life mm -hmm. in a special way. What's your advice? The first answer, buy what you like. Buy that which appeals to you. Don't worry about someone saying that's going to double in value because, you know, mostly that's, that's kind of, it's just kind of one of the myths that the art world runs on or you'll be famous after you're dead or any of that, those kind of things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's only in the movies. But you find that most people here take about three or four visits to let everything sink in and they can go to other galleries or they can just go online and find out a little bit about the artist because like, like everything else in Ireland, I mean, I'll try and do as much as I can and sell as much as I can for my artists and for myself. But if somebody comes in and they aren't liking what they're seeing, there's nothing I can say is going to make them do it. I always think, buy what you like. I've been offered works by artists that were, uh, I suppose, late in their career. They were supposed to be great value and stuff. I just, no, I've, I've, I've seen enough of their work. I know that I'll probably be able to resell them at a higher value. I'd rather buy an artist that I actually like and I believe in. And that really appeals to me. And laterally, that means now that I cannot turn away from. If I see it working, I just don't want anyone else. Not that I don't want anyone else to have it, but I just have to make that decision now. I'll go for it. But the impulse purchase is very much a thing in the past here. People do come in. They, now they can see things. They can go off, take a photograph of it, or just go across for a coffee or a pint and look up everything about the artist on the web. When I, when I came here first, I had a Polaroid camera. And if someone wanted to consider something, I just took a photograph of it dried it, shook it, and um, gave it to them. So it's things have moved on. And everyone's got a camera, everyone can photograph the pictures and think about it. I'd rather they considered it and bought it 
and then came back to, or and, and then came back and said I'm delighted with it rather than coming back and saying um yeah I've kind of fallen out of love with that piece because you know I just I was in I was in a bit of a hurry or something you know um you don't want people to sort of I suppose regret what they've bought but it's I can never really tell it's a mystery to me how two two people can completely disagree on the same painting and you don't know what's going on in the mind most people come in have a look walk out they might come back the next day or I might never see them again I can't know what they're thinking my job is to get work that is good good work um, framed and presented well priced accordingly with the artist's career sensibly and let people look at it so that they can decide without me having to sort of speak too much about it but I'm here when they when they need to find out about the artist or whether there's anything else coming in. Well, what about colour tips? So if they have, like, for example, a very brown room, should they be looking for something that's the opposite end of that colour spectrum or or something brown or, or redesign the room? What's your thoughts on that? I'm not sure who wants to live in a brown room with brown art on the walls, but... Um, uh, I can't really say anything about that because, you know, sometimes people say it doesn't match my couch or my, it doesn't go with the house. Generally, I can't really, I, I don't really know an awful lot about interior decoration. Perhaps I should, but that might mean that I start selling and quite a lot of the art business is kind of frankly interior decoration um, in a different form. However, I would say one, one or two things. If you look around now, most of the frames are in white lined wood which is glass there are a lot of people sort of say is this the style it's not just this it's the style during the 90s and in the run-up to the recession in 2008 a lot of artists were using very big gold and very heavy black frames which kind of gave the pictures of certain gravitas and um you know there was lots of framing and molding suppliers um, um importing that after the crash everything like that went out went went down with the arc and um, I don't know if that's the right analogy, but everything went down to a certain simplicity, a certain, uh, there was a, a, a fear of ostentation. And as you look around now, there's almost no gold or black or uh, heavy silver frames. Oh, it wow. seems a little bit of a, it seems a little bit of a hark back to the Celtic Tiger era that people are, they feel it's just too, it's too much, it's too flashy and it's too ostentatious. The other good thing about the type of framing that you see here is that in a very small gallery like we have, it enables me to uh, display quite a uh, quite an amount of work without it looking too crowded. And, and just to describe these frames, they're mostly white, it seems, and the pieces are mounted. It looks like they're mounted like maybe a centimetre off the, yeah, the canvas. Yeah, it's called a floating frame is generally where it's attached from the reverse into a, the wooden frame of the painting and it just seems to hang there. Uh, in some cases, the artist paint around the sides, which is fine. It's it's not so much that. It's just, um, I think the less, I often say when people come in and they've got a black frame, I love black frames, but it's one thing that nobody else seems to like them as much as I like them. Uh, because on, on a certain size painting, you might see that the you're just looking at a black square. It dominates it. Mm. It's overbearing. Whereas on these drawings here, um, it's quite complimentary because these are sort of charcoal drawings and there is darks in them. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people, like, they, they'll tell me very quickly that they're, they're, they're like, you'll know when uh, a painting is, um, it's, it's not selling, it's a good piece, that people are too, they don't want to ask, can I take the frame off? Now, about a third of our paintings sell without them. So that's as far as I go with in terms of the interiors and, and matching the decor. But I often think, um, just keep it simple. The frame can't compete with the painting for attention. Um, you go to the National Gallery and you see these huge Rembrandts, they're like eight inches thick black wood um, varnished and so on that's Rembrandt you could put them in you could put them in cream crackers and peanut butter and they'd still be as good but that was that went with the time I think now people just want something quite simple mm. um, and that's 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 really what I say to the artist don't overcomplicate things mm. um, and it has to sort of let the painting speak for itself you often I often think of the thumb is you shouldn't really notice the frame mm. uh, until you appreciate the whole thing so yeah, kind of goes with the territory. Be sensible about it. Don't don't be too ostentatious. There's one there with a heavy black frame. Mm. It's fine. Uh, that would have been about eighty percent of our, our our paintings about fifteen years ago. But again, fifteen years ago, 
uh, people behaved in a, in, a, in a completely different manner. Mm. And it's like it's like the seventies and eighties style of clothes. It is, yeah. You open up any eighties, uh, you you can you can see the eighties in an imprint of of just about everything. That sort of heavy pattern, Laura mm. Ashley, and lots of rapes and stuff. Even in films that go back to that era, mm. um, and possibly even with the music, uh, with music and pop music and stuff like that's changed. Art's no different, really. Um, it's a little bit more challenging because everything's sort of you can postmodernism, postmodernism, you know, from the sort of late seventies, early eighties on. When I started, when I trained to be an artist, was as I said, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of what you fancy, you know. Now it's become quite different. The whole idea of street art and urban art has sort of it's 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 a late arrival over here. You go to London ten years ago, and it was it was all the rage, spray can stuff, and the whole influence of um, graffiti art which came over from the States in right the late 70s, 80s, is only beginning now to appear. You're seeing street murals and so on in Dublin. And there's some brilliant artists working uh, in Dublin. They're making it into the galleries now. Um, but it doesn't, out here, we're very far from, from Dublin, even though it's mostly other Irish here. Because of where we are, um, the landscape is, is, is the dominant sort of trope. But um, we have some smaller um, s displays of what I would call semi-abstract painting or slightly more subjective painting. But at, at the end of the day, the landscape is, is, is what brings people here. And we reflect that. I highly recommend it. Anybody who's in Clifton to come to Lavelle Art Gallery. It's really a, a beautiful space even just to walk around and immerse yourself in the, in the pieces that are in the show. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for that. Thank you, sir. Hi there. What's your name and where am I? So uh, I'm Damien Ryan and we are here in Larry's Bar in Clifton. And it's probably the start of a uh, trade fest uh, in, 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 at 7 o'clock this evening. So looking forward to it. Are you going to be a venue for the festival? So we are. We're looking out to be. Uh, we have a thing, a session on tomorrow uh, at ten o'clock in Lowry's, uh, which will be a great little buzz as well. Like you know, there's always a great little buzz. There's so many fantastic musicians coming around, uh, all, all from everywhere, every part of Ireland that come down. So we're lucky to have the, the best really in town. You know, so there's a there's a good lad. We're, we see a lot of familiar faces coming down down through the years, but it's great to see new new faces as well. You know. A little birdie tells me that you're a record holder. What is that? Yeah, so uh, I did a charity event there uh, two weekends ago now. So I ended up uh, breaking a, a Guinness World Record uh, for the most pubs visited in 24 hours. So the record was held, held in Australia uh, at 78 pubs, and I actually managed to do uh, to do 85. So I did I did uh, I started at three o'clock in Salt Hill in uh, Gower City, and then I did 70 on the first day. And so I had three o'clock to come out. I had three o'clock the next day to come out here to in the in the in the twenty four hour or can I uh, to twenty four hour mark as I say. And uh, so I did seventy on the first day, and then I ended up doing uh, fifteen here on the second day. So uh, I've raised over over seven thousand for uh, Children's Health Foundation. Uh, it's kind of tri it's it's a, it's a massive charity really for kids that are suffering with cancer and 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 their families and all that. So um, it's a big uh, it's a, it's nice to get something to give give something back, you know. And tell me about this. Do you have to drink in each pub? Yeah, so I had to drink 125 ml of any alcohol. It didn't have to be. Uh, it didn't have to be alcoholic. Uh, so the Guinness World Record attempts are kind of frowned upon drinking sessions. Uh, so, uh, but it was still a tough, a tough challenge. 125 ml by 70 was a tough going, like you know, on the first day. But uh, I got through it in the end. It is. And where can they find you in the Guinness Book? It's uh, other most pubs visited. Yeah, so it's, it's it's not verified at the minute, but it, it's in the next two or three weeks it should be uh, verified, and I most likely will be in the 2024 book. Yeah, so that'll be uh, it'll be a nice one to get as well, like you know. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Pleasure, though. Thank you. Hi there, what's your name and uh, where are you from? Uh, Luke Gannon, I'm from Renville, uh, Connemara, County Galway. Yeah. And you're playing tonight? Where? Uh, playing in Ravi's Bar in Clifton. What are you going to play? I play the button accordion. I'm playing with uh, Pat Coyne and guitar and vocals. 
And what will you play? What style? Uh, I play Irish traditional music. Uh, I play a blend of traditional tunes and some original compositions and my own take on traditional tunes as well. You have a CD coming out? Yeah, I have a CD coming out now shortly now in the summer. Um, so it'll be, uh, that's it, a fusion of traditional tunes and a couple of original pieces as well. What's it called? Uh, Sweet Renville by the Sea, where I'm from. Where can people find it? Uh, they can find it on my website, um, www.irishaccordionlessons.com and uh, they can find it on my Facebook page, just Luke Gannon. You can look me up on Facebook and get in touch there as well. Good man. Okay, well, I'll record you uh, playing some music and then Thank you very much. look forward to that. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, you're all very welcome to Rabbi's Bar. We're going to play a few tunes and sing a few songs and hope to see you dancing. And if you have any requests, you can let us know up there as well.
Uh, so Bono's jig after my uh, neighbor's dog Bono, and uh, the second was Farhan Hatta, which is a nickname of a man called Paddy Fitzpatrick, who was a neighbor of mine. There was a TG Cahar documentary about him um, a couple of years ago, and the last tune is Squire's jig, and Squire is a uh, was a banjo player from Letterfrack. Well, he's still alive. His name is Johnny, but the locals call him Squire. So uh, I was playing that tune one day in a local pub in Letterfrack, and. He liked it, so I said you could have it. I called it Squire's jig, yeah. So. Fair play to you. Look. Thank oh, you. That was brilliant. Thank Thanks, you very much. Thanks very much. Thank you. What's the name? As Pat Coyne and Guitar. Thank you. Thank Thanks you very much. Who are you and what's the name of this establishment? Uh, I'm Patrick Mannion and I'm the manager. And this is called Ravi's uh, Gastropub in Clifton. And are you a venue for the festival this weekend? We are, of course. Uh, we will have music here tomorrow night. Uh, we have music seven nights a week. We've become one of the most popular places here in Clifton. And um, we just, we love the Trab Fest. It's, it's something very special here in Clifton. Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Boston, but my father would be from South Connemara, Smuck. It's weird. I'm hearing a mixture between Boston and Connemara. It's a strange accent. It is. It is a mixture. It's, uh, it's merging. But uh, yeah, the Boston comes through. That's, that's where I was in my teenage years, yeah. And how, how long have you been in Ireland then? I'm back here about 24 years. Okay. Yeah. And w so what does the festival actually mean to you personally? Oh, it means everything. I mean, music and culture are a big part of Clifton's identity. And um, here in Ravi's, music is everything. I mean, people come from all parts of the world and they come here to enjoy the music, the atmosphere, the food. So the Trad Fest is just, you know, the icing on the cake with it. Do you play yourself? I don't. I wish I did. I wish I did. There's time yet. There is time yet. <laughs> Can you sing a song? Uh, no, no. I'd only put everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Well, here. I hope you have a great festival. Thank you very much. Very nice to meet you. So that kind of completes my tour of Clifton. A wonderful place, delightful people. I hope you got the charm of the place through in this podcast. A place where you have Guinness World Records being broken. Where you have people writing their own music, doing their own paintings, making their own jewellery, selling properties, selling books, writing books, selling bikes, hiring bikes. Winning dance competitions too. Is it any wonder that the tourists are flocking there? I didn't record everybody that I met. I met some people from Austria, some for a lot of French actually. And after having driven up through the middle of Ireland and seeing all those smaller villages that are seeing less better days, it's really encouraging to see Clifton's Dry so well. And I suppose it is fitting the last thing that I saw in Clifton was the kids performing in the Woodfields Hotel. I only stood at the door because I wanted to make tracks back to Galway. But you can hear them playing and it's encouraging that these kids are the musicians of tomorrow, the art sellers of tomorrow, the company owners of tomorrow. And perhaps they will stay and build in Ireland and hopefully with the situation up north and the Windsor framework and how Ireland is becoming increasingly a film studio we are seeing increased benefits and these successes will spill over into the villages up and down the country okay I've done enough talking again here's those kids playing until next time be positive with each other.
This has been a Solitaire Media original podcast and production.